So, the Amazon Synod came and went, and the Pope's exhortation also seems to have come and gone. I don't know what people were expecting, but it seems that no one is complaining. This is because, I think, that nothing is new. I hate to say it, but I kind of felt the same way with Christus Vivit, the exhortation after the Synod on Youth. It's good to have these conversations, but there isn't much that is new. And I guess that's good. That means that the church teaching already says what it needs to say. In the exhortation titled Querida Amazonia, or Beloved Amazonia, the Pope talks about enculturation, something that perhaps Catholics in the West need to understand better, but nothing new. He speaks of the distinctive riches and gifts of the Amazon region. Again, nothing new, certainly not a doctrinal issue. He does speak about how we are all connected, nothing new there. He also speaks about justice and poverty, again, some may not like it, but nothing new there. And what everyone, except me, was expecting, about ordaining married men or women deacons, nothing. He does speak about the need for more participation of lay people and especially women, and for more missionary priests, nothing new. Just good to be reminded, not just for the Amazon, but for the Universal Church. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello, and welcome to another all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I am Billy Chan. And with us is... Noel Ockel. Noel Ockel. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Noel. So, Thank Noel, you so much. It's good to be back no- again. Noel is going to be helping us with our news today. Nice. Um, you guys, I, I, this show's airing. People might be listening to it on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, next Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Wow. Already. Already. Crazy. It's Lent. very fast. So it always kind of hits me at the last minute. I think we're doing all these shows, Ordinary Time, and then, duh, it's Lent. So so today <laughs> I actually did my research. So we're ready for Lent, right? Yes. And yes. Pancake Tuesday. <laughs> and so and Pancake Tuesday on Tuesday. Oh, right. There you go. And the only thing I'm going to say right now is that if you're following Salt and Light on social media, you should be looking forward to our Lent challenge. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Lent challenge. So you have look to it go. Up. You have to go check it out on so social Facebook, media. Twitter, or uh, yeah. Instagram. Uh, look for our Lent challenge. One question: Will that be on our website as well? Uh, it will be on yeah, our website. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. on yes. the saltandlighttv.org/slash/lent. I just got the information. Yes, that will be on the website. <laughs> there you go. Billy's our Billy's <laughs> our webmaster. Anyway, so so while you're doing all that, you can also remember that you can uh, l- let us know, uh, Deacon Pedro at Deacon Pedro at B Joe Chan. And you're at Noel Ocol. Noel Ocol. Yep. Um, let us know what you think of the show and listen to the Salt and Light Hour at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Um, we're going to, uh, it's our usual regular show today. Uh, don't give us the whole news, but maybe sure. a little teaser here. What are we to expect with the news? Uh, a couple of things. Some of the stuff uh, here in Canada. Uh, as you know, the federal government is looking to increase euthanasia yeah. like, on an unprecedented scale. Right, right? yes. Yes, we've talked about we've that. we talked yeah. about that. But now the Canadian uh, justice minister, which originally indicated that he wanted to increase the possible uh, cha- the proposed changes. Okay, you're giving us too much information. Oh, okay. Nobody's going to want to stick around for the news. <laughs> okay, so, so talk so, something so, about so the so euthanasia expansion. Highlight. Okay, highlights. The government highlights. is now asking for an extension. Okay, extension. Before you can make a decision. Good. Okay. Okay. Um, Any Hong, other stories? Uh, interestingly, from Hong Kong. From uh, Hong Kong. From Hong Kong. There's no masses. Yeah. What? No yeah. masses. Yeah, yeah I know. Okay. You knew that. I know. You knew that. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, more violence in Burkina Faso. Okay. Good. Okay. I mean, and not good. But well, not good. <laughs> no, not good. <laughs> uh, and and we're gonna talk really briefly about where the Pope is going to uh, to celebrate uh, yeah. Pentecost. All right. Very good. So all that's coming up very shortly with Noel news. So don't go anywhere. Um, after that, Sister Marie Paul is going to join us. Nice. Sister Marie Paul 
says that she's got the very best film of 2019. Really? She's going to be giving us the windows to the soul to that. Um, it's a film that you're not expecting, but it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, Billy has a question. Very, very good question this yeah. week. It's, all the, it's about a very serious topic, politics. Pol- in Vatican politics in the Vatican okay <laughs> yes. so that's that's coming up in like I don't know 20 minutes or so with Billy and then okay so you guys uh, here's here's my question for you yeah. um, you know how um, do you think that sisters religious sisters are the ones who are actually doing most of the work of the Catholic Church around the world why oh around the world well, yeah, I because they, here in North America we don't see religious sisters very often y- yeah. yeah do you but in the Philippines yes definitely yeah, in China in China yes oh, Africa lot, absolutely. yeah 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 so the so the reason why I'm asking is because in in I mean in the third world we know that sisters like in Latin America there are religious sisters everywhere yes. doing everything all kinds of really good work uh, education healthcare uh, fighting hunger and poverty and uh, we have a, a new documentary series called As I Have Done of course you yes. have heard of it yeah, As I Have Done is produced by our very own Charles Le Bourgeois uh, in partnership with the Loyola Institute for Ministry and supported by the Conrad Hilton Foundation it's a three part documentary series we, we uh, Sisters of S- for Sustainability Sisters for Justice and Peace and Sisters for Equality yes. um, and this is actually going to be streaming for free during the season of Lent uh, at saltandlighttv.org slash as I have done. You don't want to miss it. Um, but that means that we're going to get to be speaking with Charles Le Bourgeois today on oh, the nice. show. <laughs> First time Charles comes on the Salt and Light Hour. He's our French producer, but he's yeah. the producer of As I Have Done. Wait, wait, um, wait. He's speaking in English? He's going to be speaking wow. in English. Wow. <laughs> That's going to be something new. Yeah, so Charles is going to be with, and and also Sarah Demaray from Loyola Institute for Ministry is going to be joining us as well. So we're going to be talking about the, this great work that the sisters are doing in East Africa. Um, and of course, the documentary series, as I have done. So it's, that's in about 25 minutes. You don't want to miss that. That's exciting. Um, and then at the end of the program, we have a new singer-songwriter. Again? Again. Another new one. Another no, new I one. did last week. I know. Yes, I know. Yeah. We're on a roll here. So Where are you John, finding these people? John Trabic reached out to us on Instagram. Mm. So if it works for John, it could work for you on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. Reach out to us. Share your music with us. In, nice. in this case, John's music is excellent. <laughs> like the guy's really good. So um, he's not like some schmo that has Instagram. Okay, so he's really good. <laughs> That's and, why you never choose me. And I mean. we, really, we really like his music. So he's going to be on the show today. Um, so John Trabic uh, is going to be joining us at the end of the program. Okay. And we're going to be playing his music throughout the show. Um, and what uh, kind of music does he play? Just really quickly, Catholic music. What? You know what? I'm not going to tell you because oh, you're going to stick around and listen to yes, it. Yes, now I'm going to have to. It's good Catholic contemporary, Christian contemporary music. Okay. Um, so uh, if you're not going to be around to listen to the rest of the show, or if you're watching this Facebook Live right now, saltandlighttv.org/radio. That's where you can listen to the whole program. You can stream it. You can download mm-hmm. it. And of course, you can also subscribe to the program on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. That's where yeah, everybody everywhere. is, and that's where we are. So let's start with a song. Yes? Yes, of course. As we always do. Here is John Trabic with This Is Jesus from his new album, In Awe. I will sing my praise to you. My sinful heart you have renewed. You overcame death. With life anew, victory won because of you. High upon 
That was John Trabick with This Is Jesus from his album In Awe. And we're going to be speaking with John Trabick at the end of the program. And in about five minutes, Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. But first, Noel is still here with our news. So, Noel, you uh, mentioned... Uh, some interesting headlines. Yeah, you were giving us a headline. You started giving <laughs> us the whole story. You just got excited. Got so excited. You, can, you can give us the story now. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot of interesting things that have been happening around the world in the past couple of weeks. But let's start here in Canada specifically. As you yeah. know, the federal government is looking to increase access to euthanasia at an unprecedented yeah. scale. Okay. Now, the Canadian uh, justice minister originally indicated that he wanted to present possible changes to the current law to the House of Commons around this time, like right. mid-February, so as to be able to comply to the Quebec court ruling that's making assisted suicide more accessible by March of the 11th. Yeah. But now, the federal government wants to extend that by four months to give Parliament time to consider and enact proposed amendments. Okay. Okay. So what this seems to me is that the decision uh, to make Canada the literally the most permissive jurisdiction in the world for assisted suicide, with the fewest safeguards against unwanted deaths, has already been decided. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. It's, 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 Although it seems I didn't, like even, it's a I didn't even expect the four month extension, so that's yeah. good. We were expecting it March 11th. I so, know, yeah, but so yeah, it, it's but pretty it, bad. It, it seems like it's a done deal. It's pretty bad. So yeah. that's. Uh, I'm sure we're going to keep hearing more about this story. Yeah, as, 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 as it, it progresses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on really quickly to Hong Kong. Yes. Cardinal John Tong Hong has officially now suspended masses throughout the city until February 28th. I know. Okay, now, you know, he's asked all the Catholics to follow them online, including on Ash Wednesday. Now, the only exceptions, of course, would be weddings that are already scheduled and funerals and so on and so forth. Now, this, of course, as you know, is response to the coronavirus epidemic that has brought China literally to a standstill. I know. Okay, now, at the moment, the virus, which originated in China, has affected more than 75,000 people worldwide uh-huh. and has claimed more than 2,000 lives. Yeah. Ironically, only in Hong Kong is only 62, as of today, confirmed cases of infections, including two deaths. So the question is, what, yeah. is it yeah, too extreme? I yeah, I Was think, that too extreme? I think so. I yeah. think so. But that's... But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hey, we'll ask Billy. We'll ask Billy when, we'll he, ask gets Billy back. when he comes back. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Well, so, again, developing story. Developing story. <laughs> yes. These all are all developing stories. Okay. Let's move really quickly to the West African country of Burkina Faso. Uh-huh. Sadly, this Sunday, okay. okay, 24 people, including the church pastor, were killed in an attack on a church in the Yangha province after raiders and attackers ransacked and set a Protestant church on fire. Really? Okay, so this is just the latest because last week in the same area, a retired pastor was killed while another pastor was uh, was abducted right from the church. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, in the past year, more than 1,300 civilians were killed in targeted attacks in that country alone, seven times more than the previous year. And the situation doesn't seem like it's getting any better. Huh. That's thank you for telling us that because that's yeah. the kind of stuff that's never in the news. It's never in the news. It's something oh, that we hear about that. It's something we really need to pray for yeah, and absolutely. to think about. Yeah. Right? And lastly, let's talk about the Pope. Let's go to Rome. Yes. Um, the Pope is making a special trip to Malta. Yes. Okay. Yeah, to Mateo, celebrate Pentecost. Yeah. Mateo told us last week. He spoke but about there's more details week. now, right? There is well a little more details. Yeah. Not a lot has come out yet. Um, but basically, you know, uh, you know, since as you know, since 2015, Malta has been a major destination for migrants mm-hmm. and refusing and refugees fleeing the violence in the Middle East or, mm-hmm. or the poverty. Mm-hmm. Now, over the past few weeks, you may recall, the Pope has spoken about St. Paul's shipwreck on Malta and how the Maltese people welcomed 
right. you know, uh, St. Paul with yes. great kindness when he was shipwrecked, shipwrecked. on yes. that island. So at this point, there's, you know, there's no details yet, and we'll have more uh, as it becomes available. So Okay, so there that, you go. Yeah, again, we're we're as, soon as, as soon as those details are out, we're going to let people know, and they will be able to follow that papal journey on our, on our network, station. of yep. course, and online at sultanlighttv.org. Thank you, Noel. No, thanks Good so much. Good to have you. Great Noel's to be here. going to be helping us here with our news as much as he can. Um, Noel Okol, producer here at Salt and Light Media. You can follow him at Noel Okol. Coming up is Sister Marie Paul Curley with a film based on the true story of a man who stood for what he believed and died for it. And then Billy Chan with a question about the papacy, so don't go anywhere. Hey everybody, it's Marie Miller, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. My name is Deacon Pedro. You can tune in to watch our three-part documentary series, As I Have Done, about the work of sisters in East Africa, streaming for free during the season of Lent at saltandlighttv.org. And now it's time for Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. Sister, so good to have you back. Oh, it's great to be uh, to be on at, th- at this time because yes. we've just finished the award season for films. Uh-huh. And so question for you, okay. uh, Deacon Pedro, what's your favorite film of 2019? What's Oh my gosh, that's a terrible question because I don't think I saw that many um, films of 2019. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I have something that you might want to see. And okay. <laughs> actually, I need to apologize to our listeners because at the last, um, when we did that special episode on the two popes, uh-huh. I kind of talked about this film that I was going to talk about, and then there's been this huge gap of time. Right. So, no, that's okay. Keep one, people waiting. <laughs> it's, it's good drama, right? Yes. Um, so my favorite film of 2019, hands down, that blew everything else out of the water uh-huh. is really a magnificent masterpiece. It is A Hidden Life, written right. and directed by Terrence Malick. Yes. And it is a biopic of a blessed, a blessed Franz Jagger's daughter. Yes. Um, wow. A seemingly very ordinary man and his wife, mm-hmm. I just want to say, because she plays a big part in the film, as, as she did in his life, as they stand up against really the one of history's most evil regimes. And mm. he stands up against the Nazi persecution. Uh, and then, and the war started by the Nazis. Um, it's such a brilliant, brilliant film. It, it is classic Terrence Malick. So if you've never seen anything by him, his movies are meant to be an experience more than a spectacle. Okay. They're not something to watch um, so much as to live. Huh. Uh, he he brings you in. And it, the cool thing about this film is that every element of the film is designed and I think really succeeds at bringing you into the experience of Franz and his wife Fanny and the incredible choice that he made and then her loving support of him. So this isn't a spectacle film, but it's a spectacular film. If you can see it on the big screen, that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Haunting music, incredible beauty. It it takes place in the mountains um, and farmland. So Malik takes really, I I mean, it's a great contrast to the evil that Franz is standing up against. Mm -hmm. Uh, I should say blessed Franz, but in the movie, uh, it's an actor, of course. The performances are amazing. It's so authentic. It's based on the letters between Franz and his wife. Uh, And and they actually pull, they have some voiceovers where they pull um, uh, excerpts from those letters. 
I mean, ultimately, you know, this is a very courageous film to have made because it's it's really focusing on one choice of this man and then the consequences, which hmm. he is a martyr. So we know how it ends, but it's how does it end? And it's how um, Franz and Sammy do this amazing thing of following Christ so closely. Um, I will also just add, this is a very intense film, very intense. It's it's agonizing. It, you you feel, I, I, I shouldn't say everybody feels, but I certainly, and I think the entire theater that I was in, I think everybody felt the agony of, of these two wonderful people being shaped um, by the cross, by the suffering of, of, you know, of following Christ more closely and standing up to evil and choosing love really over evil, because mm-hmm. he really did it because he saw the Nazis as perpetrating so much evil. And he's like, I can't, I can't do that. Even to save my family, I can't do that. Hmm. So it's tense, um, but it's really, really good. And I think it does an amazing job of bringing us into their interior um, experience of what that was like. Um, it, of course, it's Malik, so it's full of symbolism. Yeah. It's, you know, it's brilliant. Uh, it is, it is slow. It's contemplative. It reminds me a bit of the great film of Gods and Men. Right. I was thinking. So, that. for for anybody who's interested in um, and a closer look, I mean, it it discusses, it looks at these great themes, but very symbolically and very subtly. It's just amazing. It's an amazing film. Um, I'm going to write a lot more about it. So. I know. I can't. It's uh, You've said amazing and brilliant and spectacular about 10 times. So I think we know how you feel about this film. Tell me how you really feel about this film. Um, <laughs> I know. You, you certainly... You can, Pedro, I, I want this to be your favorite. I, it's, you know what? I've, I haven't seen it. I, I have seen the trailer and I've seen some of the scenes that you can see on watch online at the website. Um, and it's it it does look beautiful and it's intense as you said it's it's an experience uh, just just from watching the trailer I could de- feel the emotion and my heart pumping so uh, I I think I'm going to encourage people to go watch this it's still in theaters at least here in the Toronto area so uh, if people can watch and it in the theaters yeah and it's releasing it's streaming at the beginning of March and okay. then it's releasing on DVD in the middle of March here in the United States and yeah so that's good so people no excuses and it's great to see I was just recently talking to somebody about how you know quote unquote religious films or Catholic films and I said look if it's a good story Hollywood will make it and or Hollywood or whoever um, and it's a good story this is a great story and the fact that he's a martyr or a blessed or a Catholic is really not I mean for us it's it's important but that's not the point it's just a good story of a person who made a choice and his choice was informed yes. by who he was and who he believed in um, yes and it's a very human story yeah. because you really see the power of a really truly loving marriage yes. it's, it's a very powerful yeah. and I love that too so many ways. I love that too that that the that it's not about him it's it's just as much about the wife she's a strong strong woman of faith too um, okay we're going to leave it there thank you A Hidden Life Terrence Malick Sister Marie Paul Curley is with the Congregation of the Daughters of St. Paul and you can read her blog she's going to write more about A Hidden Life at windowstothesoul.wordpress.com and you can also follow her at Sister M. Paul Coming up is Church for Dummies, so stay tuned. Hi, this is Michael Corsini. I'm a musician and artist, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. 
I'm Deacon Pedro. The Salt and Light Hour is available as a podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Search for the Salt and Light Hour Catholic Podcast and take the show with you wherever you go. And now it's time for... Just for Dummies. With Billy Chan. Yes. Has a, you said it was a politics. Politics. Papal, papal politics. <laughs> Try to say that three times fast. Exactly. This question has been asked by a lot of different people, including Noel O'Cole. <laughs> Who was with us already <laughs> in the show. Exactly. Okay. And he asked me, you know, the question is about, um, you know, nowadays we're always talking about elections and uh, democracy and, you know, okay, those okay. kind of, of thing, right? And certain foreign governments uh, <laughs> being involved in elections <laughs> in other countries. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, as a Catholic church, you know, we uh, we have our leader, uh-huh. you know, he is Pope Francis, definitely. Yes. And why, the question to this, this today is why we cannot vote for our Pope? Yes, and the short answer is because the church is not a democracy. Yeah, why? That would be the short answer. Now, think of it because we don't vote for bishops. Yeah. You don't elect your pastor in your parish. Yeah. So why, why, like, th- that's but, not what we do. But, but, but that is not the, the, <laughs> this is not the answer, right? I mean, you know, yeah, we, we, we do not vote for our, 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 you don't vote our for your pastor, your pastor, pastor and bishops. You don't vote for your bishop. But, you know, that's also the question, right? Why okay. we cannot, in fact, in why fact, we cannot, af- in vote. fact, with the papacy is the only time that there's a vote. Exactly. Because there's no by vote the for anything cardinal, else. Right? By the cardinals, and the cardinals mm-hmm. are appointed by the Pope. Yeah, so, but um, why? You, well, okay, so historically, it used to be that popes were appointed yeah. by the previous pope. So St. Peter appointed Cletus or Linus or Clement or whoever, and I think actually he might have even appointed the first four. Mm. Um, oh, I, I don't know how that worked, um, uh, uh, but but they would appoint their successor. Um, and then eventually that got to the point, the way I understand it, got to the point that it was just ridiculous because you'd appoint like your best friend or you yeah. appoint like the other, you know, like you the, 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 definitely the, appoint me, right? Yeah, ex- you absolutely. Know? <laughs> you know, or, or popes appointing their son and they, had, son? they, had, they had children. So oh, they appointed okay, okay. their son. Oh yeah, that happened. Oh. Right. And <laughs> then, and then it, they, in, and then when, when, when it became the church uh, of the state with Con- Con- Constantine, with yeah. the Roman Empire, then the Roman emperor or- also oh. had a say as to who was the pope. And that was it's not a good thing. Then. It was very messy. Yeah. And then we, I think the system evolved and that there was a system where the, 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 the College of Cardinals would kind of come up with a short list. Uh-huh. So they would come up with a short list, like we, these are the five people, and then all the bishops and the people would actually vote. Okay, so... So there was a system there, but it wasn't like a free vote. There were still candidates, and those candidates would have been appointed. Nominated, you mean? Nominated, mm-hmm. thank you, yeah, by the cardinals. Wow. And then I'm not sure, and, and then that was also not a good system. That's around the time when we ended up having like three popes at the same time, <laughs> right? So um, yeah. then eventually, I'm not sure what year, uh, eventually it got streamlined the way it is where... Um, the cardinals would vote and the reason is because because the bishop the pope is the bishop of rome so it used to be that the bishop the the bishops of the diocese surrounding rome and rome would be the bishops that would actually elect that person so the, they would have 
and those that those were the cardinals. Yeah. So today the uh-huh. cardinals are titular bishops of the churches in Rome, which is why all the cardinals have what they call a titular church. Yeah. Titular yeah, yeah. church. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not really, but that's how they get around the way. It's like, oh, you're titularly a bishop of Rome, okay. so you get to vote for the pope. That's kind of how it works. Okay. Um, so the real the, reason, uh-huh. I mean, the, seriously, the real reason is that the church is not a democracy. Why? <laughs> why is that? I suppose that that you could debate that. Um, yeah, maybe it's because of Jesus is appointed Peter, I, I right? I was just going to say, <laughs> Jesus did not put it up to a vote. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's a good question, and maybe we can we can do some more research about that. Maybe some of our listeners actually have an answer. Yeah. Uh, and any, any historians also, out there? Somebody also say that, you know, God is not voted. I mean, no, yeah, right. You don't. We don't elect God. <laughs> when we go to heaven, there we, will be we, a dictatorship. We just, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's a good point. I mean, I don't even know if that's the purpose because as soon as you elect your leader, that means that your leader is accountable to you, mm. as opposed to being accountable to, to the Holy to, Spirit to or God. to or to the magisterium or mm. or to God. So, uh, but it's a very good question, actually, and I Great. actually do invite our listeners to 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 chime in because maybe you have some information that we don't have, and we certainly uh, value your opinion. So let us know, Salt and Light Radio at saltandlighttv.org, email or at Deacon Pedro uh, on social media and at B Joe Chan on social media as well. Thank B- you. Billy likes Facebook, so so go <laughs> look him up on Facebook. Billy Chan, our webmaster here at saltandlighttv.org. I should say that something big is coming on our website, so yes. people should stay tuned. Salt and Light. TV.org. You can follow him at B. Joe Chan. Coming up in our second half hour, Sisters for Sustainability, Justice, Peace, and Equality in Africa, and we meet singer-songwriter John Trabick, so stay tuned. These children, they mainly depend on us. In East Africa, religious sisters are close to and care for the most vulnerable. They fight poverty, build peace, educate youth, and transform communities with courageous leadership. Everybody has the right to live in a good way. Watch the new three-part docuseries, As I Have Done, now streaming for free at saltandlighttv.org slash as I have done throughout the season of Lent. Hello and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. In East Africa, it's religious sisters who are in the front lines of sustainable development. These women come from different countries and congregations, but they all work for justice, peace, equality, and sustainability. Last year, Salt and Light Media's Charles Le Bourgeois traveled to Tanzania, Uganda, and Kenya to meet some of these sisters who work with the most vulnerable in society in order to improve their lives and to give hope to the younger generation. And those are the stories of the three-part documentary series, As I Have Done. And to tell us more, I am now joined by Charles Le Bourgeois. Charles, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour, finally. Thank you, Pedro. I'm very happy to be here, finally. I know, (laughs) after so many years. And uh, joining us on the phone from New Orleans is uh, Sarah Demaray. Sarah from the Loyola Institute of Ministry. Thanks so much for having me. Sarah, it's good to have you with us. So, Sarah, you also were part of this project. Um, I just have a question for Charles, because Charles, our our listeners are just meeting Charles Le Bourgeois for the first time. Charles has traveled all over the world, literally, telling these kinds of stories. But I have a sense, Charles, that this was a little different. Why? 
Yeah, this one is different um, because we wanted to show how the sister in East Africa, Uganda, Tanzania, um, um, and Kenya, uh, how they uh, participate, how they collaborate uh, to the sustainable development. So this was something very special that I have never done before. Right. And I have to say I have been very, very surprised. It was my first time in Africa. Uh-huh. And, you know, when you see so much poverty, when you see so much um, misery in the world, and at the same time you see so many smiles and so many hope, right. you know, this is something crazy. And I think that's what I learned from this experience. It's that that huge gap between um, the, the misery you will see and the big hope that people I met have in their heart. Yeah, it sounds like a, it was a wonderful experience. Sarah, you also had a chance to travel with Charles for this project. The project was sponsored by the Loyola, Loyola Institute for Ministry. Um, why, Sarah, is it important for you guys to tell these stories? Yeah, so this film is actually part of a bigger project um, that we do through the Loyola Institute for Ministry, which is basically our graduate school of theology at Loyola University, New Orleans. Okay. Um, and that project is called Catholic Sisters in Partnership for Sustainability. It's funded by the Conrad and Hilton Foundation, which does great work supporting the work of women religious around the world. Right. Um, and what we were trying to do in this project, we were really starting with the idea that sisters are already doing amazing and transformative work for sustainable development. But not everyone knows those stories, and so sisters don't necessarily have the support that they need to deepen their work, to extend partnerships um, mm-hmm. across different sectors to enhance their ministries. Um, right. So what, why we decided to partner with Salt and Light on this is to get the word out about the beautiful work these sisters are doing that is changing lives and changing communities. Um, it's inspired by faith, and I think really has the potential to inspire faith in others as well. Right. Um, is it true that most of this kind of work is being done by sisters in these countries? Like nobody else is doing this kind of work, or or is that a myth, Sarah? You know, I think there's actually there's a lot of energy right now for sustainable development work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing that we we um, recognize the sisters are doing is promoting the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Right. And we are working with our students to build their skills because I think we just take for granted that, yes, of course, sisters do this work. You know, they're working with the most poor and the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. There are others doing that work, and we want sisters to be able to partner with those other organizations. Right. um, To develop those collaborations and extend their impact. Yeah. Um, Charles, you... You mentioned that th- this was a little different than some of your other travels, but the first time in Africa, um, was there any one one story or a sister or something that, that really stands out for you? Uh, first of all, uh, Sarah just uh, said that uh, there is some people who don't even know what sisters are doing uh, over there in those countries for those uh, little ones. Yeah. I think most of people don't even know what they do. Yeah. And it is our mission as a, as a Catholic journalist, as a Catholic media, to show uh, what they are doing, because if we don't do that, who else will yes. do? No one. So I think that's a, a, a huge mission and responsibility uh, to show what, uh, how, how they are serving uh, the one who are in need. And that's what they did like very well.
well through education, how they fight against uh, poverty, yeah. against hunger, um, how they build a sustainable farm. So in different dimensions, they will, mm-hmm. each of them, bring something to change the future, to change the world, you know, in their own uh, capacity and how they will bring hope to people who didn't have at some point hope yeah. anymore. And this is, uh, this is very touching. Um, you're asking me... <coughs> Yeah, what if stands have, out? You know what? Uh, we f- we filmed nine stories in uh-huh. three different countries and meeting different kind of congregation. It's very, very, very difficult to tell you one specific story just because all of them were amazing. You yeah. know, I have been touched by all the smiles I have seen. I don't, I, I don't say that to to be cheesy, you know, but yeah. I, I'm very honest and I, I speak with my heart. <laughs> yeah. And the day I, 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 I arrived in that country, when I saw those kids running towards us and yelling full of joy and happiness, right. and I was just wondering, how come those people with nothing can be so happy while yeah. we are spending our time complaining? And even mm. though we have everything, you know, so it helps you to... To, to put everything in perspective. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I came back here, I was just like, well, maybe my, the effort I have to, 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 to make now, it's just to to think about those people because they have something to teach, literally. Yeah, it's very true. And I guess through the film, our viewers can can also have that experience. Sarah, is there any one story? I know it's not the first time for you in Africa, but any story that really st- stood out from working on this project? Yeah, you know, I think I... <laughs> like Charles, I would have a hard time choosing just one, um, and I have to be careful too because some of the stories feature our Loyola students, so right. I shouldn't play favorites. Um, but you know, in general, I think what I love about this film, and um, you know, that Charles is alluding to, is we do we want to share these stories, and I think that we're not just sharing stories of what people might expect from sisters. You know, people, of course, we know sisters work in healthcare and they run schools mm-hmm. and they work with children, mm-hmm. but these sisters are also advocating for justice and yes. transforming communities as leaders. Um, you know, we've got a story of a sister who has developed a Christian rite of passage as an alternative to female genital mutilation. Wow. And she's really advocating for a transformed culture mm-hmm. um, that better supports girls and women's health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think stories like that, or like one of our Loyola students who's a professor um, advocating for interfaith dialogue um, in Kenya, which has had interreligious violence. Um, These women's stories are so inspiring to me, and Mm -hmm. they, you know, go beyond kind of stereotypes of what we might think of as sisters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. I mean, truly, these are wonderful, strong women. Um, so the, the, the series, it's three parts. It's called As I Have Done. There are three, as I said, three episodes, Sisters for Sustainability, Sisters for Peace and Justice, and Sisters for Equality. And they're all going to be available for streaming for free during the season of Lent at our website, saltandlighttv.org slash as I have done. Um, maybe a last question for the, for the two of you, starting with Charles. What seems like a silly question, but but what do you hope people will get or take from watching this series? Uh, I hope they will question themselves, what Mm. can I do myself to change uh, whatever is around to make it better? Mm -hmm. And that's the question I ask to myself. And um, I'm not a sister, I'm not running any organization, I have no finance to, to build anything. But I think with a simple smile, 
you can make something happy, you know. And I think that's something you happiness is something that can be contagious, yes. you know. So just maybe uh, walking on the street, you see someone who does not seem to be happy, like a homeless person. Mm -hmm. Just give a smile, you know, and that's it. You know, if at least you do that, it's gonna be better for that person and uh, for the society. That's true. And for you, Sarah, what are your hopes for for people for watching this film? So I hope what comes across is that these sisters are really in touch with the poor and vulnerable in their communities, um, and they're really prayerful about the needs of the people around them and how they can best respond to those needs. Um, and I think that's what all of us as people of mm -hmm. faith are called to do in our own unique context, which viewers of this film may have social contexts that look very different from these sisters, um, but we are still called to respond to the poor around us in whatever way we can. Right. Um, so I hope that this film inspires that. And I also know that through social media, Salt and Light is going to be doing a Lenten challenge promoting the works of mercy. Yes, we are. To this film. Yeah, so there's, that's a great resource, I think, if people want to take these stories of sisters and pray with them throughout the season of Lent. Um, Salt Light is offering some great resources yeah. for that. Yeah, that's great. And we'll be sharing more of that uh, throughout the program. Um, thank you both, Charles, for making the film. Sarah, thank you for your partnership. And uh, and yeah, I really encourage people to take advantage of this uh, special and, and watch all three episodes of As I Have Done. Thank you both. Thank you, Bidon. Thank you. Sarah DeMarais is the Hilton Grant Administrator at the Loyola Institute for Ministry, and Charles Le Bourgeois is the producer of the new Salt and Light Media documentary series, As I Have Done. The series was produced in partnership with the Loyola Institute for Ministry and supported by the Conrad M. Hilton Foundation. You can stream all three episodes for free during the season of Lent at saltandlighttv.org slash as I have done, and also keep your eyes open on all our social media platforms about that Lent challenge that Sarah mentioned there. Here now is our featured Artist of the Week, John Trabick, with Broken Vessels from his new album, In Awe. so far from your love from your love but you brought me back to your heart to your heart Lord take my life It's all I have to offer For you are God and I am not Lord, help me be a perfect vessel For you are God and I am not Lord, help me take the roadless travel down at your feet as your love 
washes over me. Lord, take my life. It's all I have to offer. You are God and I am not. Lord, help me be a perfect vessel. You are God. John Trabick with Broken Vessels from his album In Awe. John Trabick is a singer-songwriter and worship leader based in Ohio. A graduate of Franciscan University in Steubenville, he has been leading worship for thousands of people all over, sharing his music and mission with others. His first album was titled The Journey. That was in 2014. And now, thanks to many supporters, he has a new album, that we've been listening to in awe. This album includes six prayers that John hopes will help people in the church to be more real, more honest, more authentic in the way they pray and encounter God. And to tell us more, I am very happy to say that we're now joined by John Trabick. John, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So I'm assuming you went to, to Steubenville. So were you always, did you grow up in a Catholic household? You were Catholic growing up? I did, I did. So, grew up cradle Catholic. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I, so and I was homeschooled as well. So oh my, my gosh! That, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we would go to mass several times during the week and on the weekend. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah. How many? Yeah. Si- how many siblings? There's like four so or five I have of you, right? Brothers and a sister. Okay, so there's five of you. And eight. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. So I grew, up, grew up Catholic and uh, never so, thought I would go to Franciscan University, but the Lord had me end up there, so it was a blessing. That's great. That's great. And was it was it a musical household? Like uh, you weren't all like the singing homeschooled farm kids or something? No, like we were not. I'm actually so. Several of my siblings sing for church and stuff, but yeah. I'm really the only one that's kind of, kind of went that direction. Right. So. And was that something that happened, uh, like as an adult, or were you as a as a teenager? So it, it was in high school. In high school. Um, so I think for myself growing up, like Catholic, and in a Catholic household, um, I definitely struggled with pride a lot. Hmm. So. At, at a point, I was kind of at a point in my faith where I was like, I'm good, I don't really need any more. Hmm. And I remember somebody's like, you should go to a, uh, you should go to this conference and just check it out. And I, I ended up going mm-hmm. kind of against my will. And while I was there, heard praise and worship music for the first time yeah. in my life. And up to this point, I was the lead singer and drummer in a rock band. We did everything like Chili Peppers, okay. uh, Jimi Hendrix, all that stuff. Right. I never heard of praise and worship music. And really? I remember the first time I heard it, it was like, this music is so cheesy. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, it is speaking to my heart in a way that no other music has ever done wow. so. So when you went to um, mass, sorry, when you went to mass and church, that's not the kind of music they were playing in your church? No, I grew up in a very traditional church. Okay, okay, okay. And did you sing? So, kind of so you didn't even you you were a drummer, but you didn't play ever play with a band in church or or sing no. in the choir. No. Okay, no. cool. So you so that was a little bit of a conversion experience, even though you didn't leave the church. Oh, there was a little bit of a conversion oh. there. Extreme. Extreme. Like in the way that the Lord worked. Yeah. Like I left this retreat having an encounter with God that changed the direction of my life. At this Amen. point, I was planning on becoming a lawyer and I left it is desiring to work in the church wow. and to use whatever musical gifts I had to wow. praise the Lord so I came back taught myself how to play guitar started writing music wow. and then God just gave so many opportunities to start leading worship uh, which became and still is one of the greatest joys in my life is just getting to pray with people with music so. okay and what what did you study in college so I studied catechetic theology okay and Okay, so you you already were thinking that's what I'm going to focus on. Ministry. Yeah, so at, literally from that point in high school, yeah. my desire to work in the church came and was like, all right, Lord, I want other people to encounter the same love that I've encountered through you. That's awesome. And that was kind of what he put on my heart. That's awesome. Now, were you uh, you were a musician, you were a drummer, you were playing with a band, but were you composing? Were you writing music at all? So at this point, I was not. Okay. No. So after that, as I learned how to play guitar and listened to praise and worship more and realizing that it was the scriptures and what makes praise and worship music so beautiful is the word. It's the scriptures coming alive and yeah. being written upon our hearts. Then all of a sudden, prayers just started coming and I started putting music to them. And so that whole composing these songs and, right. and allowing them to just come out naturally in times of prayer uh, began. And uh-huh. that kind of 
that process continued to grow from to the first album in 2014 and then to this right. most recent album in awe. Right. Okay, so, so if, if anybody's joining at this time, you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro, and we're speaking with uh, singer-songwriter and worship leader, our featured artist, John Trabick. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about kind of what led you to that first album, The Journey. Were you, yeah. were you, were you kind of writing songs and it seemed like, oh, this is kind of like, it's your journey? Or, or was it, did you know so, you were going to write an album? No. So <laughs> I began writing and but I was still in college while at this point when I had started yeah. writing in awe, or the journey. And I just, that scripture passage from Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Uh, for I know the plans yeah. I have for you, says the Lord, yeah. plans for your welfare, not for war, plans to give you a future yes. and a hope. And that scripture passage was just on my heart mm. for several years, and just realizing that, like, the Lord, if we're still here, He's got a plan for us. And if we're here, He has something good and filled with hope in store for us. And I think that's some, that was a message that I wanted to reinforce in whatever way I could. Hmm. And so these songs and these prayers in my heart that were coming about really started to develop the beginnings of that album right. and those songs on that album. So And that was, so. but then it took you six years to, to get to, to the next album, or I guess five yeah. years. Yeah, um, there was a bit of a break in between that. But is that because so, because you, you weren't writing or you didn't think that there was an album in there or were so, you constantly writing? Well... So there was a time where I wasn't. So I've been married for three and a half years. Oh, yeah. two beautiful kids. Yeah. And so during that time and during that transition and the dating process and all right. of that, I was trying to figure out the balance yeah. of, is this what the Lord's calling me to do mm-hmm. versus something that I just want to do? Mm-hmm. And so trying to figure out where leading worship and writing music fit into that took some time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, what was really cool is there came a moment in leading worship and traveling and doing all that where I was just like, Lord, if this is not going to help me be a father and uh, be a a good husband, then take it away. And I remember there was a time where I needed to stop. So Mm -hmm. I took about a year off, and in that year, God just like restored the vision for it with my wife, Jessica, Mm -hmm. and like the beauty that's come about from it then just launched it in into the past two, three years of just writing and writing and just all of these prayers and all these things coming about and this new album. So. Yeah. And and so I, I don't want to give anything away because I want people to go and, and actually purchase the album. We've been hearing some of the songs, but it's based on six prayers or each song is a different prayer. Are these prayers that were kind of your prayers throughout this period? Or yeah. So, yeah, tell so us absolutely. a little bit about that. So these, so these six songs. Um, the reason that the album is titled "In Awe" is because over the past several years in my life, there's been things that have brought me in awe, wonder of God, mm. and those are some of the most memorable moments, just in my relationship with the Lord, where. Like I'm in learning more about him and coming to know him more, mm-hmm. being in awe and wonder of him, and just allowing him to work in supernatural ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so much joy that comes from that, and I realize that I think that's something that 
the church can continue to grow in is just being in awe and wonder of the glory and the majesty and the love and the mercy of God. Right. And so these six songs really are moments and prayers that I've prayed in just being in awe and wonder of God. Wonderful. Um, and just in who He is, just being in awe of Him, uh, and allowing that and those moments to, to renew me and allow the Holy Spirit to come back alive in me and to use me again. Yeah. So that's really where these prayers huh. have come from. There's been a lot of prayer, like songs that I've written, but these six right. felt like they were more than just for me. Mm-hmm. That they were songs for the church um, to be able to sing and pray with and encounter the Lord with. So that's really where the motivation behind, okay, time to get back into right. the studio. Beautiful. Uh, and, and allow these to come. So yeah, that's great, and I and I suspect that that's kind of makes sense. That that the closer we get, the more we encounter we the, that place of awe. Some people might say it's yeah. fear of the Lord, awe and wonder. Right. Um, right. Is is where we need to go. That's beautiful. Thank you, uh, thank you, John. It's been good uh, chatting with you and meeting you and listening oh, to you. I really like the music. I, I I trust that our listeners are gonna also uh, be enjoying the music that we've been hearing and that they can uh, go and get some more. And I and let us know when you're doing more stuff so we can get you back on the program. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. No worries. Thank you. God bless. You can learn more about John Trabick and purchase his music or book him for your event at his website, johntrabickmusic.com. I'm going to put that on our site, saltandlighttv.org, in case uh, you forget it or you don't know how to find it. Um, And that's exactly where you need to go to listen to this interview again or for the rest of the program, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is John Trabick with the title track of his new album, In Awe. listening to John Trabick with In Awe from his new album of the same name and that will take us to the end of the program remember that if you tuned in late you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs for free at saltandlighttv.org slash radio you can also subscribe for the Salt and Light Hour podcast on Spotify iTunes and Google Play and also follow us on Facebook Twitter Instagram whatever your preference at Salt and Light TV while you're there check out instructions for our new Lent challenge it has to do with our new docu-series, As I Have Done. It will help you during Lent. And remember that something else you can do during Lent is watch that new Salt and Light Media docu-series, As I Have Done, about the work of sisters in East Africa. It's streaming for free during the whole season of Lent at our website, saltandlighttv.org slash as I have done. Watch it and write to us and tell us what you think. Have a great beginning to the season of Lent. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been the Salt and Light Hour.